Okay, thank you, Jack. Great to see you in church this morning. Good to be in the house of God with you. So I want to welcome you if you're visiting One Heart today and give you a really, really warm welcome. So glad that you've come out to join us this morning. And uh, if you're watching online or listening to the podcast, so good to have you on board as well. Who enjoyed the worship today? Great job, team. If you can exit stage left. Right. Who, uh, who enjoyed last Sunday's message from Claire, Pastor Claire? What a great job. We've got a, a great youth team here and uh, developing some powerful, powerful leaders. So well done. I listened to that this week and was very encouraged. Even go, went down for the altar call by myself. It was awesome. So today's a, the first week of uh, One Priority. So want to encourage you, if you've been thinking and considering uh, what to bring as a sacrifice to the house of God, uh, that's for the whole month of August is our One Priority Giving, and that facilitates the harvest. So what we bring in, in that offering helps us to create the spaces and the places that make it easier for people to come to the house of God and to have their own encounters with the Lord. So we do it for the harvest. So turn to the person next to you and say, it's for the harvest. <clears throat> and so if you are new to One Heart Church here, we're so glad that you've come today and hope that the Holy Spirit really speaks to you in a very special way. It's good to have my wife back. She's been away for the weekend, so I had a weekend off. Uh, and the house is absolutely spick and span and tidy. I've got wore out the jeans and my, my, my jeans from scrubbing the floor. It's amazing. I'm, I'm three kilos lighter. No one fed me. Okay, the title of my message this morning is Finding Normal. So I'll get straight into it. Uh, and what's normal to you is, is maybe not normal to someone else. And I guess Josh, Josh always tells me that the, the, the messages that I preach are never the same. They, I'll use the same notes, but somehow between services, something's lost in translation. So I'll do my best to try and make it like the first service, but probably it won't be that much like it. But... The, the bones are the same, but the body comes out different. So what's normal to you? Everyone has their own normal. We have our normal day, our normal clothes, our normal food, our normal life. And I think we would shock ourselves if we were to analyse how predictable our normal is. So we do the same stuff all the time. We, we drink the same drinks. We, we eat the same food. We do the same stuff on the same day of each week. Is that true? Now, not for everybody. There are some people who are really, really random people, and it's like they, they don't get up at the same time every day. They don't do the same, the, the, the same work. They, everything is random in their life. If that's you, you're an exception. But most of us have really strong, uh, normal procedure that we go through every day. So <clears throat> making life changes, like moving to another country, um, getting a new job, um, moving into a new house, um, having a new baby in the house. Who knows? That, that's a big normal change. It's like no, we never sleep anymore. It's like sleep's gone forever. I, I found that such a challenge when we, when we had babies in the house. It's like forget sleep. You're never going to have it ever again. I was thinking I'll never know what sleep is. I think I just would go away for a weekend to pray, but it's really just to sleep. 
Sometimes even get, getting a pet in the house can bring a whole new normal. Um, so then there are the, the other types of normal, the, the life experience that blindsides us unexpectedly. Maybe a crisis, a trauma, something that forces change and our normal isn't normal anymore because something's interrupted our normal life and we suddenly find ourselves on that pathway of changing because of something that's happened that, w- that we couldn't see coming. But the normal of life is always changing and in the times in which we live, change, changing is, is happening faster than ever before. And who knows, over the last couple of years, as a church, we've had to change, we've had to adapt, we've had to do things differently. Um, I, I turned into a televangelist for a little while when we couldn't do church and uh, we had to go online and that was the only way in which we could produce a service was not here. It was so that you could stay at home in your pyjamas and come to church. Um, and we, we were producing it. All we had was uh, an iPad. That was our camera. We didn't have any equipment. We weren't ready, but we had to adapt because of a crisis situation. But when people discover Jesus and are born again, normal is different. They have a new normal that is different from what they were before. So in many cases, when we come to know Jesus, there's a life change. There's uh, our values change. Our attitude changes. Sometimes that can be instant. Sometimes there are things in our life that, that are instantly changed. And so we, we have a, trans, uh, I mean a, a transition that's almost instant. Uh, and other times, and in different people, it can be more gradual, where we find ourselves just on a, a graduated journey of, of discovering more and more about the things of God, and, and we change in, in a gradual progression. But life does create change. And today we're going to look at some things that will be life-changing for many of you as we, we look at this normal and a new normal. I'm going to ask that we just bow our heads and I'm going to pray this morning that the Holy Spirit will speak to us very clearly today and do a great deep work in our hearts. So dear Heavenly Father, <clears throat> we just pray for the word today and I pray and ask that our hearts will be open, our spirits be alive and awakened to hear what you want us to hear. Help us to absorb the, the, the word of God today in a very powerful and, and uh, unique way. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so in Christ, we are subject to a new normal, a better normal. So we might have been going along life on our own merry way and thinking, well, this is my normal life. But every single one of us has had a, 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 an intersection with God, a moment where Jesus enters our life or intersects our, our journey. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, our first scripture for today. It says, this means, when we've had that intersection with Jesus, that anyone who believes, uh, who belongs to Christ, sorry, has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. <clears throat> I want to just say to you, we can, we as a church, One Heart Church, want to always be on the, on the mission of finding the lost 
finding those who are away from God, finding those who don't know Jesus yet as their saviour, helping people to repent of their sin and come into a relationship with the living God and have their sins forgiven and have their, a new normal created in their life. That's what we're here for. So we need to always remind ourselves, we as a church exist to reach the world, to reach the lost, to reach the ones who are away from God, whoever they may be. That's our mission and our purpose, and we never want to get away from that. But basically, they're, 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 this scripture, 2 Corinthians 5.17, means the old normal is gone, and a different normal has begun. That's what we want to see in people's lives is a spiritual change or a breakthrough from what was once normal to a new normal, a better normal, a spiritual normal. So when, when we're born again, normal isn't normal anymore. We have a whole new normal descending upon our, upon our life. So finding normal as a new believer can be hard. And we, sh we shouldn't underestimate the attack that the enemy uh, throws at people who go on that journey of becoming a believer in Jesus Christ. Because they might have been going along in a normal life, happy, comfortable, just, just cruising through and discover that they need Jesus. Come to the Lord and suddenly there's an avalanche of attack against their life in all different kinds of ways. So <clears throat> maybe you've experienced experience this you've heard the story come to Jesus all your problems will disappear but but what actually happened is I came to Jesus I repented and my sin was forgiven I was changed from the inside but instantly was confronted with challenges spiritual attacks people who are my friends aren't my friends anymore opposition in my own household all these things start to come against me there's pressure at work there's things that I never had to deal with before pardon me <coughs> never had to deal with before, suddenly are challenging me in a way that I'd never experienced ever before. Because there's a spiritual exchange going on and the, the, the enemy never wants to give up easily. And so he will throw everything he can at you to say, change your mind, you're on the wrong track. This isn't worth it. You know, you've done the wrong thing. And we'll use any means possible to try and persuade you away from a decision to follow Jesus. But finding normal is vital in our relationship with Jesus. I love Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. It's probably one of the only scriptures that I know kind of what it says. I'm not very good at memorizing anything. But <clears throat> Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19 says, Forget the past. Forget the former things. Forget the way things were. Forget the old normal. Can't you see it? I'm, I'm paraphrasing right now if you're, you're not sure. Can't you see it? I'm doing a whole new thing. And God's wanting to do a whole new thing in our lives that, that translates the old normal to a better normal. A different normal in our lives as we pursue after the purpose and the plan of God for our lives. Forget the past. Look to what God is doing right now for your future. I'm so glad for, for Pastor Claire because many years ago when she was a younger teenager, she began a journey of discovering Jesus and she began to put herself in the house of God. She dedicated herself to going to youth and God took her on a process, a journey to see where she is today leading and preaching in the church and having such an amazing impact in her life 
But it started in obscurity when no one was watching. But you know what? She's got to prepare now for the things that God wants to take her through into the future. I'm using her as an example today. But we all need to be preparing now for what God wants us to do next. Forget the former things. Don't be stuck in what you, what you thought was normal. Because you could have been sold an abnormal normal that isn't part of your future. Forget the past and look to what God is doing in your life for now and for the future. Now there's comfort in the words, that's normal. I find that very, very comforting when I hear people say, that's normal. Do you find that as well? Things like this. When you read something in a contract, you're reading through a contract, you're going to do something big and you need a contract, and you think, I'm just reading through all this, and you read something in there and you think, whoa, what's that? That's a bit scary. But the lawyer says, that's normal. And you go, oh, have this sigh of relief. Oh, that's normal. That's in every contract. That's okay. That's a normal part. I can relax. When you see a rash on that new baby, is it about the little baby home and you think, oh, what's this rash? Is my baby going to die? What's going on? So, so you take the baby to the doctor and the doctor has a look and says, that's normal. And you think, oh, whew, whew. it's not some crazy, crazy symptoms that, that, that's going to you know, kill our baby. The doctor says it's normal. So we have a sigh of relief. We have a, a sigh of, oh, that's okay. Well, I'm not the only person that's ever gone through this before. We're not walking this journey as the only ones who have ever done it. <clears throat> when the warning light comes on in the car, I did this, and Kyle was in the first service, and I was at Derek and Roscoe's farm one night with Kyle, and we're driving over the hills, and I'm thinking, man, I don't know how they drive their tractors and machinery over these hills. That's... Well, I'm getting bogged in a four-wheel drive. It's just it's ridiculous how, how hard it is to drive in this. And then I'm like, oh, no, look. There's a warning light on my, on my dashboard car. Look, it's a big warning light. What's this mean? I'm going to have to take it to the mechanic. I have to take it to Mortlock Motors in the morning of, on Monday and find out what's wrong with my car. Hopefully, we can get home. Hopefully, it's not something bad. The engine's going to blow up. And then Kyle just has a look. And he reaches over and lets go the handbrake. And he goes, I think that was the problem. I think, heck, it's amazing how well you can drive when the handbrake's off. But when you, go, when you go to the mechanic, when the warning light's on and he says, that's normal. We can, we can easily just turn that off. You go, oh, I can relax. I, 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 can, I, I can go back to, to, to being at ease again because it's normal. See, we never like the feeling that we are going through Something that isn't normal. If we, if we hear the words, oh, that's not normal. I've never seen this before. I don't know what that means. You're like, oh, what would I do? It brings an uneasiness. It brings worry. It brings concern to our, to our, to our mind and our thinking. 1 Peter 1.6 says this. <clears throat> so be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead even though you must endure many trials for a little while. That word trial in, in some versions is translated as trouble. So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many troubles for a little while. 4 verse 12 says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery 
trials, fiery troubles you were going through as if something strange were happening to you. It's normal. Touch someone gently beside you and say, it's normal. And turn to that person on the other side and touch them gently and say, it's normal. It's normal. Don't be surprised at the fiery trials. Don't be surprised at the fiery troubles you are going through. It's normal. Everyone take a sigh. (sighs) Tell yourself it's normal. 1 Peter 4.13 says, Instead, be very glad for these trials make, uh, make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you'll have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. I'll just take a diversion for a moment. We are living for the day to see God's glory revealed to the whole world. That's talking about the day of Jesus' return. We've got to be Christians, believers, the church that is expecting Jesus is coming back. If we see world events and the, the, uh, the, the, the words of prophecy being fulfilled around us these days like never before, we should be excited thinking, we know that Jesus is coming back for us. We know that Jesus is coming back for the church. Let's be ready for that day, the, the day where we see the glory revealed to all the world. I'm excited for that day. We don't want to be a church that doesn't talk about that. We don't want to be a church that has forgotten that. It is what we are aiming for. It's what we're expecting to take place. So that's normal. But that wasn't my point. I got distracted. Sorry. Let me read it again. Be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you'll have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it's revealed to all the world. What? Trials make us partners with Jesus? I'd prefer to hear the message, victory and prosperity are my partners with Jesus. Boldness and strength are my partners with Jesus. Like how are we ever going to sell this kind of gospel to the world? How are we ever going to get people to buy into this Jesus? We can't tell them that. You can't say that that we're going to be in, in troubles and trials and sufferings that are going to connect us to the Lord. Let's make it a little bit more user-friendly, please. See, James goes one step further and says it's pure joy to have trouble. Let me read it to you. He says, it's pure joy to go through trouble. James 1 verse 2 to 4. I'll, I'll read off this screen a little bit more softer. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials, and and I'll translate the word there, troubles of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. That word perseverance in other versions says endurance. It's one of my least abilities is endurance. I wish I... I could have better endurance. I'm hopeless at endurance. Physically, that is. I I don't have the endurance to take the rubbish bin down the driveway without having a rest when I get to the bottom. It's like, okay, I'll have a few minutes, catch my breath, and then walk back very, very slowly. Because endurance is not a natural thing in my physical. I remember once I said to Josh, we used to to go pig hunting when Josh was little. I'd take him every year for a week-long pig hunting trip. Really awesome fun. 
but I'd always be going, oh, I'm so puffed out, I just can't keep up, I can't keep up. And I'll say, next year we're going to get fit, Josh, I'm going to be fit, I'm gonna be, I'll be up there with it. And one time I said to Josh, we're going to go jogging, so get, get fitness up. And we, we were living in a normal suburban house then, and we, I, I jogged from the front step to the corner, which is at like 30 metres, and I said, oh, Josh, Josh, just, 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 we'll just walk fast. <clears throat> but when it comes to your spiritual life, You've got to have more, the, the, more of a spirit of endurance than, than that kind of endurance. You want to have a perseverance that pushes through the trials and the troubles. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. That's what we want to see. You grow in your maturity as a believer in Jesus Christ. That's what we're here for, is to, to develop and grow and, and become mature and strong, not lacking anything. Perhaps we need to rethink the hard days and get some rejoicing going on. Rethink your hard days. Rethink your troubles. Rethink your trials and start saying, Jesus, I want to have some endurance going on here. I want to have some rejoicing going on here. There is a scriptural precedence for this, by the way. I'm not just making it up. Psalm 31 verse 7. It tells us this. I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love for you have seen all the manifest blessings you've given my life. Because you've seen all the goodness and all the fun and all the friends I made. It says, I will be glad and rejoice in your unfailing love for you have seen my troubles and you care about the anguish of my soul? You see, we need to rethink the hard days and get some rejoicing going on. You've had some hard days, you had some, some, some troubles, then the Word of God says start to rejoice in that because you, you're breaking the enemy's back the plan that he has to keep you subdued by those things. When you say, hey, you know what? There's, there's all kinds of troubles coming my way. There's all kinds of things that, that I can't control that I don't want in my life. You're either going to let that roll over you and destroy you or you come into the house of God and you begin to rejoice and saying, you see my troubles, God. And that's why I rejoice and I give praise and honour to God because despite the trouble, God has me in his hand. And I can grow stronger through those things. I have perseverance and I have endurance is being developed in my spirit. And I can box on better the next day. We've got to rethink the hard days and get some rejoicing going on. I want to labour that with you. Rethink your hard days and get some rejoicing going. One heart church, what are we going to do in the hard days? Oh, Jesus, better not go to church. Oh, I better stop this Christian walk. Oh, I better rethink everything because it's been a hard day. You don't know how tough this day's been. You know what? You've got to shake off that, that boogeyman and start to say, Jesus, I'm going to rejoice because I can't see what's around the corner. But you see, you see the anguish that has happened to me. You see the pain, you see the hurt. We've got to rethink and start some rejoicing going on. And I think this could be a thing from the Holy Spirit. Be happy in trouble. 
rejoice in trouble. Sounds easy to talk about, but I tell you, the, these are the, 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 the marks of maturity in our life, is being able to do that. See, I believe that Jesus wants to reshape the church to find its spiritual normal. And maybe we've been used to a normal that's not spiritual. Maybe we've, we've settled for a normal that's not godly. See, the Holy Spirit is reforming in us to find normal that's different from any other normal that we've ever seen before. Let's reshape our normal in the spirit. I want to prophesy over One Heart Church about finding a normal in things Jesus wants in his church. Jesus is always looking and seeking things in his church. <clears throat> finding faith is normal. These are things that, that we should see as normal. This is what Jesus is looking for in his church. Finding faith is normal. That's not just, that, there's two elements of this finding faith. There's a faith where people come to know faith in Jesus and are born again. That's that kind of faith. And also Jesus is looking at the church, he's looking at you, and he wants to find faith at work in your life. Where, where faith is growing, faith is building, faith is taking you into things that are impossible in the natural. Jesus is looking at the church, he's finding sacrifice. is normal. We should have a life that is sacrificial to the things of God. Finding uh, serving in the house of God is normal. Finding worship is normal. Finding care and love for one another is normal. Finding generosity is normal. Finding peace is normal. There's nothing good in the house of God when, when there's, there's punch-ups going on. You know, maybe not physical, but they, they, they can be plenty of doctrinal kind of, you know, oh, I disagree with that, and I disagree with that, and I didn't like that, or oh, that hurt my feelings, and oh, what did you mean by this one? And so we have a lot of, lot of grumblings and a lot of, a lot of um, uh, fighting going on. It's normal to have peace in the house of God. It's normal to have peace. That's normal. Among God's people, it's normal to have peace. Finding peace. Uh, uh, stories and testimonies of God's goodness is normal in the house of God. And we, we're aiming to try and have every month a segment where we call it uh, Tell Your Story, where we're going to you know, uh, film people's stories and, and have them up on the screen and giving glory to God of what he's done in their life. We've already seen a few of them. We want to have them as a regular part of our church from now until Jesus comes back. Because finding testimony is normal. See, finding people who, despite opposition and trouble, choose Jesus is normal. You're normal if you've had an opposition. You're normal if you've had to struggle. Can I have the musicians come and join me again, please? I want to tell you today, <clears throat> it's not time to check out your call, the call of God. Check it out as in, you know, leave, walk away from it because you've seen trouble, because you've been hurt, because there's been pain. It's time to press in to find a normal that is spiritual. See, wherever Jesus is, he brings a correct normal. He brings a correction to the normal that was and releases miracles. <clears throat> I've got four examples. John chapter 5, verse 1 to 9, so the story of a crippled man who sat by the pool every day 
It says for 38 years, sickness was his normal. 38 years, sickness kept him bound in one place, relying upon other people to carry him there and leave him there in the morning and then come back and get him at the end of the day and take him home. 38 years, sickness was his normal. Jesus came and in one encounter heals him and says he rolled up his mat and went home. That's the kind of change, that's the kind of normal that Jesus wanted him to live in. Not the sickness normal, but a healed, healthy normal. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 and 19 talks about 10 lepers. They, they were in isolation. Isolation was normal. They were disconnected. It says that even when they called out to Jesus, I, I love the, the, the description it says in, the, in that story. It says, at a distance they called out to Jesus. Because they were so conditioned about their normal was distance. It says they saw Jesus. They're saying, that's Jesus. He, he could heal us. But they're saying, but, but we've got to call out from a distance. Because He's not going to want us to be too close. We can't get close to the Saviour because we've been conditioned. Our normal says, stay away. And Jesus, with a word, heals all 10 of them. And they go home completely healed and well. Their normal was distance. Another one, Mark chapter 10. The, the story of Bartimaeus. Uh, he's a blind beggar. Describes him as a blind beggar. And when he heard Jesus was coming by, he called out. See, blindness and begging was his normal. He didn't know anything else. All he knew is he was blind, he couldn't see. And the only way he could, he could make income was to beg for mercy from others. Jesus hears him calling out and heals his eyes and sets him free. And he has it introduced to a whole new normal of living. Another one, Luke chapter 19, verse one to 10. The story of Zacchaeus, fraud and corruption was his normal. Fraud and corruption was his normal. And Jesus enters his life, corrected that broken normal and replaced it with a healed normal so that he was fair. And it says he had such a huge change. He says, I'm gonna pay everybody back. I'm gonna pay everybody back more than I stole. I'm gonna pay people back and compensate them from what I took, you know, that, that, that was through fraud and corruption. I'm just gonna ask if we could, if we could stand together, please, as we finish this up. It would be really, really good in finding normal again that we allow Jesus to reframe normal in our lives. That we allow Jesus to reframe what's normal as a Christian. That we allow Jesus to reframe us as believers, as the church corporately together. There's a better normal waiting on the other side of this normal that we have known so far. And it's time we go, let's go there. I'm reminded of the story. The last scripture I have for you today is is uh, found in Deuteronomy where Moses is speaking to the people of Israel. They're on that in-between journey from Egypt 
where they've been slaves, that was their normal. Their normal was they were slaves. It's a, a description of our life before Christ, slaves to sin and every other impulse that we had. And they, they're taken out of Egypt and they're on a journey to a better day. They're on a journey to a new normal of freedom, of, of blessing, of good, the goodness of God, the promises of God. It says this, Deuteronomy 31, 8 and 9. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. So the promise of God is to go ahead of you. He won't abandon you or fail you. Jesus will be with you to find that normal that He wants to have in your heart. <clears throat> Over the last few months, I've been asking when we have, have responses that, that people step forward, step to the front and allow us to pray with you. That we've got a team of pastors here who would love to pray with you and stand with you and believe with you. But there is a, there is a spiritual element that comes when we lay hands on each other. When we, when we obey the Word of God in that, that context. Now we, you could say, well, God can touch me wherever I am. That's fine. But I want to tell you something. You can see a whole new normal of, of uh, breakthrough in Jesus when you step forward and, and receive some prayer today. So let us pray for your normal, whatever your situation may be. We want to pray for that. I want to pray for our normal, a, a, a normal corporate normal, that we as a church go past the barriers and the things that have uh, uh, kept us bogged, kept us slipping. We want, a, we want a new corporate normal for Jesus' normal to be our normal. That is, that, that we, we break through in faith, that sacrificing, serving, worship, caring, generosity, peace, testimonies, and trials are normal things as part of our normal. I don't want us to be afraid of the trial. I don't want us to be afraid of the, of, of the, the test. I don't want us to be afraid of the trouble that we stand and say, I'm a mature believer in Jesus Christ and He's going to take me through this. As, as the, the worship team lead us today, I'm going to ask that you respond today to prayer. And, and then I'll pray for us as a church about the corporate prayer. But I know that Jesus wants to touch and minister to individuals right now. Don't l listen to the voice of the dead, to the, to the enemy who says, oh, don't, don't matter, just stay where you are. It, it, it'll go away, that feeling. Obey the call of God today. Let us pray with you. We saw a great response in the first service of people coming and responding to this message today. And I know that you know, the Lord did a great work in them and He wants to do a great work in people right now. So I'm, I'm inviting you now as we uh, ask Kimberly to sing for us and let's sing together and respond if that's you today. As a church, as, as we corporately consider the kind of normal that we want to be part of, finding normal in a spiritual perspective, finding normal in the maturing of our lives. I just want to pray for the church today, for a corporate unity, for Jesus' normal to be our normal as a church, that we begin to step into things that, that have never been seen before. Sometimes we're waiting as churches for the things of the past to come again. 
Jesus is saying, don't wait for the things of the past to return. Let's, let's look to the future. Let's see the things that God is wanting to do today that we've never known or seen before. So dear Heavenly Father, as we just raise our hands to You today, I pray, Lord God, that we find the normal that You want for us. I pray that we reform what normal is in our lives personally, that You reform what normal is in the church today, that we may find normal is, is not what we've ever been used to before. I pray for the anointing of Your Holy Spirit, Lord, that You comfort us through the trials, through the troubles. And Lord, I pray that we see a maturing in the house of God, that people start to see the trial as their victory, start to see the trial as their place of endurance, see the trial and the troubles as the thing that is making them the stronger person, the better Christian, the mature one. And so we just pray that today. And Lord, I pray for those who have struggled through the, through the life of this church and, and have felt like they've had to fight every step, step of the way. The Lord says he, he wants you to see that has caused you to be strong, that has caused you to grow, that has caused you to be the person that others need you to be. And so, Lord, we pray for faith. We pray for sacrifice. We pray for service. We pray for our worship. We pray for caring. And we pray for generosity and peace and the stories of those coming to you, Lord. Lord, we pray, Father, for the trials and the troubles that they are normal and that we are not going to be afraid of those things anymore, but we're going to walk through them believing that you have got our, you've got us through it. And we say, thank you, Jesus. Lord, help us to find the normal that you want us to live in. And we pray that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.